welcome to this podcast with me, Steve Griffiths. Today I want to think about the passage about Mary Magdalene at the tomb in John chapter 20, verses 11 to 18. And through this story, to think about two very simple principles of being a follower of Jesus and the difference that he makes to our lives when we do follow him. They're quite obvious principles, really, but I know that I need to be reminded of them myself, so I hope that it may be useful for you too. The story about Mary Magdalene in John 20 happens on that very first Easter morning, and what a few days it had been. Jesus had been crucified on Friday, and Mary Magdalene and other women had come to the tomb early on the Sunday morning to anoint his body with spices. But when they got there, of course, the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty. So Mary had run to tell the disciples the news and Peter and John returned with her and they saw with their own eyes that Jesus had been raised from the dead. And then the disciples returned home, leaving Mary alone at the tomb and she bends over and looks again inside the tomb and now there's another shock waiting for her. Now there are two angels in white, seated where Jesus had been laid. How much more strange can her day become? And then they ask her a question. Woman, why are you weeping? And as soon as she answers, she turns round and sees Jesus standing there. And he asks her the same question, but also adds a vital second question. Woman, why are you weeping? Who is it you seek? What a profound question. Who is it that you seek? That goes to the very heart of our own Christian lives. What are we searching for in life by following Jesus? What are we looking for in our relationship with God? I think this passage gives us two ideas to think about. And the first is that as followers of Jesus, we are drawn into an intimate relationship with God. At first, Mary didn't recognise Jesus. She thought he was the gardener. But he revealed himself to her by saying her name, Mary, he said. Names are really important, aren't they? So much of our identity is wrapped up in our name. My name is Steve. If you call me Stephen, then either I'm in trouble, or you are my bishop, or you don't know me very well at all. I don't identify as Stephen. I'm Steve. And it's important that we get each other's names right, because our identity is wrapped up in them. So when Jesus says here, Mary, he's not just saying her name. He's expressing the fact that he knows her. He really knows her. He knows what makes her tick and how she's feeling. And there's a real intimacy in this moment. Mary. There are verses in the Bible in which we're told that God knows us by name, calls us by name, or that we're given a new name by God. These are expressions of deep intimacy that God really does know us. All our joys, all our fears and anxieties and uncertainties. And he meets us in all of that. And he holds us and loves us. So, as followers of Jesus, we are drawn into a deep and intimate relationship with God. And what a privilege that is. But secondly, we learn from this passage that being a follower of Jesus also presents us with a challenge for personal growth. Mary reaches out to Jesus, but he replies to her, Do not hold on to me. Why did he say that? Well, the way he phrases it suggests that he is saying to Mary and to each one of us, don't continually hold on to me. I think Jesus here is challenging us that to be his follower means that we're not to have some fixed, comfortable idea of who he is, but that we are open to the challenge of having our ideas about God changed as the years go by. God doesn't want us to get too comfortable. 
He wants us to grow spiritually, to deepen in faith and understanding. And that can only happen if we embrace the challenge of faith as a journey. So Jesus says, don't cling on to me. Don't hold on to me as if you've got me pigeonholed. You haven't. Jesus wants to take us on a journey to gain new spiritual experiences, to develop new understandings, to embrace new ways of doing things. Our task is to follow him wherever he leads, to try to keep up with him as he tracks out the next phase of our spiritual journey as individuals and in our churches too. Jesus wants us to live life facing forwards, not backwards. So in this passage we have two ideas about what it means to live life as a follower of Jesus. First, there's the promise of an intimate relationship with the God who knows us and calls us by name. But secondly, we're reminded that this intimacy is not the same thing as being too comfortable. There is a challenge to following Jesus, to follow wherever he leads and to be prepared to change our ideas about God and the world and ourselves as we deepen our experience of him. Intimacy and challenge in equal measure. I used to have a poster on my wall in which Jesus said, I have come to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. And I love that idea. If you're getting too comfortable in your faith, God will disturb you. And if you're feeling disturbed and anxious, then God will comfort you. Intimacy and challenge in equal measure. We need both. And we thank God for the resurrected Christ who knows us intimately and loves us passionately but doesn't want to leave us comfortably here, but longs to take us on a journey into fullness of life. And of course, it's up to us to follow him. I know these are two very simple principles, but I hope you found it useful today to reflect on them again and perhaps think about your own life, your own relationship with Jesus, and think about what these principles may look like for you at the current time. What does it mean for you to know Jesus intimately? and to be known intimately by him? And in what parts of your own faith do you need to step out of your comfort zone and allow yourself to be challenged, to move on, to mature in the faith? My prayer for you today is that you will know the intimacy with God that we crave and the challenge from God that we need. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, I hope you have a good day and that you will know the intimate, challenging presence of God with you. And I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye-bye.